to episode number 22 of Tendo Talk, where we bring you the latest and greatest in tech, entertainment, Nintendo, Disney, and other things. My name is Mike. I am John. <laughs> and we have spirit. Uh, we took a week off. We didn't say anything about it on any of our socials because we're bad at that. But we took a week off, uh, yeah. which means we have a pretty full show for you today. Uh, a lot of things happened. To be, to be honest, not much happened that past week. But this week, apparently, everyone took just everyone took a week off when we did. And then everyone That's came true. back and was like, oh, let's announce a whole bunch of things. And That's true. That's very, yeah. very true. All right. Well, uh, we should we should jump right into it then, don't you think? Okay. Okay. (laughs) So uh, we're actually going to start things off in the entertainment section this week, uh, because I'm not sure how recent this headline was, but it's definitely worth talking about Amazon. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of this company, John? They sell uh, like, uh, is it like like some river salesman? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. It's a river salesman. <laughs> and he bought MGM Studios for $8.45 billion with a B. Uh, I thought, that's a I lot thought of... MGM would have cost more than that. I'll be honest. I like I have no idea what eight point whatever you said billion dollars actually means in real life. But right. Uh, I, I thought it would have been more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like. I feel like maybe MGM is a little bit past their prime when it comes to IP. Uh, I have I have a short list here of some, you know, higher name movies and TV shows that would be moved around as a part of this deal. Uh, You know, you've got the the Rocky and Creed franchise. You got uh, you got your your Silence of the Lambs, your RoboCop, uh, your Tomb Raider. And of course, the biggest of all, uh, the 007 series yeah Um, i mean that's that's really i mean the other ones are nice but we could probably live without them what if as a result of this deal they're like y'all we're gonna need to delay the new bond movie for another year (laughs) (laughs) just so we can make extra sure i'd hope they have a very good reason for that (laughs) yeah just show it to us already dang it uh, and then, yeah, uh, TV shows, Handmaid's Tale, Fargo, Vikings. Uh, my wife is really into Vikings. I've heard good things about Fargo and Handmaid's Tale. I haven't watched them. Oh, OK. Well, it, that sounds like an OK list to me. <laughs> anyway, Amazon owns that stuff now. So there's, you know, it. we've totally reversed course back to just cable with a different name nowadays. With yeah, these streaming it really services. is. I'm subscribed uh, to like four different services now. There are a few yeah. that I just refuse to subscribe to, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I will say, though, whether or not you're paying the same as you did in cable, um, it's still a heck of a lot easier than trying to flip through channels and find something to watch. That is true. I visited my parents' place a little while ago and had to navigate a cable box for the first time in a while. And yeah. oh boy, I do not miss that at all. Yeah, we were we were over at uh, Amanda's uncle's house and he has DirecTV and basically I think it's DirecTV and I was I was trying to find something to link for to watch cuz he was a little bored and I was trying to find some kids shows and mm-hmm. <laughs> I was scrolling through these this channel list and I found some kids shows but I was like, "Hmm, why is this why is this row colorful? Why does it have pictures on it?" Well, you go into it 
And it turns out you need to pay for certain things. Oh. It was it was not good. Yeah. Yeah. And, it you know, this is big time, like first world problems. But being at the behest of whatever is on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it feels like I'm living in the Stone Age. Yep. I got I got to be able to choose. Yeah. You know, anyway. <laughs> so there you go. That's a lot of money to pay for, you know, a few juicy little nuggets there. Uh, you know, James, James you Bond, go. though, it's still the, the reason I, I guess I'm just surprised that eight billion that it's that it's only eight billion. <laughs> I mean, it's eight and a half billion. OK, well, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of recent uh, high profile purchases. Um, and for some reason, the one that comes to mind is is WhatsApp that Facebook purchased. And this is a while ago. Uh-huh. This is probably like a few years ago, like yeah, four yeah. four years ago, maybe. They purchased it for double that, $16 billion. Mm. You're telling, telling me everything that MG... You're telling me that James Bond is worth half of WhatsApp? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell James. Yeah, he's going to be wow. mad at that. <laughs> that does kind of put things in perspective, John. But I guess, I don't know, tech versus entertainment. I I have no idea how any of these numbers are landed on. Uh, Yeah, I mean, whatever. WhatsApp has like, you know, hundreds of billions of users or how how many people are in the world? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone. It's one of those things where I guess like it's more opportunities to make money off of. That's why WhatsApp is more money. Right. Right. Well, let me tell you, WhatsApp, John. I'm a happy guy. (laughs) I'm a happy guy because a game that I uh, held very near and dear during the GameCube era, Time Splitters, is coming back. That's exciting. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. I'm excited. I, honestly, I know I know it was a bigger game for you than it was for me, but I do very distinctly remember Time Splitters standing out in a world of just terrible shooters during that time. Yeah. 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 It was... It was getting to be a time period where there was more and more shovelware. We weren't mm-hmm. quite to the Wii levels of shovelware yet, but uh, for a for a scrappy little company to to come out with a game that held its own uh, in a world that was starting to be dominated by the Master Chiefs of the world, the Call of Duties, uh, it uh, it really was a remarkable game. It was funny. It was clever. It had an amazing level editor. For making your own multiplayer oh, maps. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, John, I think I may have told you this story before, but I unintentionally made the scariest game in the world in, in Time Splitters <laughs> 2. I, I made a level that was, you know, a, a pretty straightforward sort of battle arena up top, but there was a basement that was connected with pitch black maze-like tunnels. Oh. And to test my level... I put a single computer controlled zombie in the basement (laughs) and I realized as soon as I stepped into the darkness that I was I was completely terrified. (laughs) I had no idea where he would be. Uh, And that was fun. And I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that again. Uh, It sounds like a lot of the sort of key staffers from the now defunct uh, Free Radical Design have taken up employment at a studio called Deep Silver, and they have secured the rights to make a new uh, Time Splitters game. Bring it on, I say. When is the did they announce like when it's going to happen or they they just announced that it is happening? 
they just announced it is happening in like okay. one of those cool text only Instagram posts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, you know, it's real. Yeah, <laughs> but it I'll, is I, it'll, I'll be very interested to see how it translates from from the GameCube days, because I'm like whenever I think of old studios being revived, like classic, mm-hmm. classic cult games being revived, I think of um ukulele what's the name of the, the oh game? i knew you were gonna say it <laughs> i mean but yeah uh, play, ukulele play wasn't that games. great uh but they did actually end up making a 2d side scroller that was more like donkey kong country mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. i think ended up being pretty good but yeah it's just just because it's the same staffers doesn't mean that they've kept up their level of creativity since i don't know whenever that was that's true. So what, what do we say? Hype responsibly? <laughs> yeah, but I never do, John. See, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but hey, let's talk about other things that are absolutely worth hype. Uh, okay. Ahead of E3, all of the gaming companies are starting to get their little machinations. Uh, the gears are turning. And mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation rolled out a state of play, which used to be, if memory serves, more of a Nintendo Direct style thing that featured many games, but lately they seem to be honing in on single games to give them their uh, their due time. And yep. the most recent one was for Horizon Forbidden West. This game looks pretty cool. It does. It looks I, pretty I, and I w- it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I was I was blown away. I I'll admit that the uh, the the fir- the original game that came out, it was on it was on PS4. I played yeah. it. I didn't end up beating it. I played a good chunk of it though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really did like it. Like it was, it was an amazing open world game. Like the, the, um, it was exhilarating trying to fight these like massive robot dinosaur things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked re- really, really good. And, and the characters look great. Um, but something just, it didn't quite, uh, it wasn't quite able to grab me for the entire, you know, 20 hours or so that it would take to beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll definitely give this give give this one a try, too. But they definitely made some improvements uh, that mm-hmm. I noticed as I was watching this that took a few cues from Breath of the Wild, too, that I really enjoyed about that. Sure, sure. Um, the biggest standout to me was the the paraglider thing. What is it called? <laughs> Breath of the Wild? Is that a paraglider? Uh Oh no, I can't remember now. It's been so long. I know. Just take some little, little blanket that he holds out. Yeah. Uh, sailcloth? <laughs> yeah. No. Wait, that was that was Wind Waker. <laughs> I don't know, John. I don't know. Uh yeah. No, I, I totally got those vibes. Uh I, full disclosure, have not played Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. You know, a lot of people were very excited about it, and a lot of people told me I should pick it up. Um and for the longest time, I could not put my finger on why this game wasn't grabbing me. And as I was watching this state of play, and again, all credit to the developers for making this very technically competent, beautiful game. Mm-hmm. But as I was watching it, it occurred to me, and I hope this thought doesn't ruin the game for you, John. Uh-oh. Should I cover the- Should I just like not listen to you for a second? <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person listening, John. Uh... The okay, the art okay. style is diverse, and that's on purpose because the uh-huh. setting is sort of an overgrown post-apocalyptic 
real world that's inhabited by mechanical monsters. Yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, this occurred to me as I was watching the art direction. If I had to sum it up is before the movie THX commercial. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's always so dazzling, but it's kind of in a way like overproduced, like getting close to like Lisa Frank levels of detail. It does look, I, I will agree with you on that. It is getting to the point where, uh, they're, uh, I think PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, God, I hate that console name so much. Oh, I do too. These these consoles are forcing, or maybe developers are choosing to put detail in things that don't necessarily need that detail. Yeah, and not putting it in other areas that I feel like. I mean, and any any game that has a realistic setting is, I think, automatically now going to be compared to naughty dog titles Mm -hmm. when it comes to character animation and things like that. And I think this is not quite at that level and that's fine. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but yeah, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't shake this feeling like after you beat this game, the last thing on screen is going to be the audience is listening. (laughs) (laughs) It's that same level of just like abstract weirdness. That's just there to be a technical showcase. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably I, I know I'm not being fair to it. I should check it out. I own a PS4. I could play the first one easily, but I they actually I I'm pretty know. sure they had it uh, available for free recently. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I think well, you might have missed out on that one. Oh, dunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, well, I, think I, I, I can see I, I can literally see what you're saying. Uh, uh-huh. It definitely can stand out as a technical as just a tech demo mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and there i I, de- I did feel some of those parts in the original game too like again very pretty game uh very impressive game pretty fun play mechanics too really mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. like enemy design and just like ways that you could take these things down um but there was something missing maybe it was like part of the story that i just couldn't attach myself to Something didn't make it for me, didn't bring it beyond that. Like, oh, this is a this is an impressive game to like, oh, I really enjoyed this game. Right. Um, right. And maybe I don't know, maybe maybe they've learned uh, from the first one and brought that into the second one. Maybe the second one's going to have a much more gripping story. Um, I I don't know. Maybe some of the mechanics, too, that, you know, I, I still say to this day that that paraglider or whatever we decided we called it in breath uh-huh. of the wild changed open world games. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just because it was so easy to like look at something in the distance and be like, I'm going to jump there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels good. Like it, yeah. it, it's one of those things where after you saw it the first time, it's like, well, duh, why weren't we doing this before? Yeah. You know what it was? I remember. Okay. I'm remembering. I'm remembering playing this game now. Cause it was a while ago when I tried it. I think I tried it when it first came out. Um, I remember horizon feeling like it it was just like very heavy. Oh, like I was slower. I I couldn't fly. It was just like, I was so grounded that I just, it it didn't give me the sense of freedom that I wanted in an open world game that is as massive as that. 
Yeah, this Aloy character is not as light on her feet as Link. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I will say just one little technical gripe is like they put a lot of work into making this game even more beautiful than the first one. Why does the main character's hair move like Davy Jones's beard? <laughs> I Did always you wondered that? that. Yeah, there, there's something about video game physics that just is still is not right. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I could feel them editing it too. Like in cutscenes and stuff, they never, if the character is not moving, and it's a still moment of conversation, they will cut away from Aloy before her hair starts doing weird stuff. Yep. <laughs> because it really wants to. You can see it happening constantly. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I've seen this in like ragdoll effects on like, you know, it. It this isn't the only game susceptible to that. I've yeah. seen it in plenty of others. Um, it's just, I think these, I think what it is is that the game engines are like, oh, we got some pretty, we got some really good looking physics. But it's still not like exactly what it would be in the real world. Yeah. So they exaggerate it. And that's exactly what's happening. They're just exaggerating the physics more. And neither of us are game programmers. We understand this stuff is hard. Like, (laughs) I'm sure it's very impressive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What they got looks good. It's just uh, the little bit of motion. It kept catching my eye. Anyway. uh, Should we move on to yet another big company presentation that happened in the past week. Do we still do we still consider it a big company? <laughs> oh, <laughs> snap. You burnt. You burnt <laughs> Sega. We're talking about Sega. We're talking specifically about Sega's Sonic Central 2021, which they kind of framed as if this was going to be a recurring thing going forward. Uh, but afterward, <laughs> I don't know that it's necessarily a great idea. Now, obviously, Sonic has a 30th anniversary Mm -hmm. uh, this year, which is exciting. Uh, And they wanted to roll out a bunch of stuff to celebrate that and make Sonic fans feel special. But in classic Sega style, they just are way better at disappointing Sonic fans (laughs) to a point where it almost seems purposeful. You (laughs) You might be right. I mean, it's uh, every once in a blue moon, there's another good Sonic game. <laughs> uh, the blue moons are are uh, farther between than I think they should be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- this is th- there's there's I didn't watch it live. Uh, I don't know why I just I wasn't I didn't I didn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, John. But I after I, I, I skimmed through the news to find out what was announced, and the main thing I was hoping for was something about the new Sonic movie. Yep. And that, that wasn't there. Nope. <laughs> uh, but they do have a whole lot of leftover merchandise from the first Sonic movie that they can't wait to pack in yeah. as pre-order bonuses. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I, I guess. But And then um, they, they started kind of listing through all the games, and I was like, okay, some re-releases of some games that were pretty good, re-releases of games that just weren't very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a... <laughs> what was the... The Tokyo Olympic Tokyo Games? Oh, my games? gosh. <laughs> was I mean, it just like some, some person in like a Sonic 
costume running around you know it was john this is a disaster <laughs> on top of a disaster already this game is late because the olympics didn't happen last year <laughs> uh it's a it's an olympics game that is not the fun mario and sonic at the olympics it's a much more traditional cut and dry uh olympics game that was uh it's set in 2020 and yeah sure enough you can participate in the olympics not as sonic but as a man <laughs> dressed as sonic <laughs> in a mascot costume it and was, you know what uh, it if you can't get your Sonic costume filled there, they also put him in another game, Two Point Hospital, which, as far as I know, not <laughs> yeah. many people care about. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, a hospital building game that now features Sonic characters delivering horrible news to patients. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to we're not going to cover the whole thing ad nauseum, but suffice to say it was a very lackluster showing uh, for a character that, you know, you hear all the time that like Mario and Mickey Mouse are constantly fighting for who's the more recognized character in the world. And Pikachu, but I say, well, Pikachu's out there just kind of hanging out on its yeah, own. I mean, Pikachu yeah, wins. Pik- Pikachu wins. <laughs> that's, that's the that's the end line there. But yeah, uh, yeah. Sonic, I have to imagine, is up there. I mean, he's one of the most iconic video game characters of all time. He's Why beloved? Though? Like, oh yes, absolutely. Twenty years ago. Yeah, but yeah. I guess I'd ask the same question about Mickey Mouse. Like, why is Mickey Mouse still popular? I I don't know, but there's just there's something about Sonic. There is a natural magnetism. Uh, trust me, I, I clicked on one Sonic OC once on Instagram and now Instagram thinks it's all I want to see. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a very compelling character. It's just, su- it's such a shame that they cannot figure out how to get him right in a video yeah. game. Well, they, they, at the end of the thing, they announced a new 3d Sonic game, which seems pretty cool by the very clearly not in game render that they showed. <laughs> um, yeah don't know anything about it uh and also from the history of recent 3d sonic games uh we'll see yeah yeah uh some some subsequent leaks because again sega probably wasn't as careful as they should have been about trying to tease a game apparently the game is called sonic rangers and early reports say that it may draw inspiration from breath of the wild in terms of an open world for sonic Oh, that that could be cool. I mean, yeah. with a character that can go really fast. Yeah, you don't even need your hang glider. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's his own hang glider. <laughs> wow, I couldn't picture Sonic as an open world game, but sure. Yeah, you know what? Try it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the attitude for most gamers is like, I don't like what you're doing with Sonic, but I will sit here and watch you tell me what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so that that was a beautiful train wreck uh of of a show but i think that that's really the only way it could go yeah it just feels right that way they still i will say that whenever they do make some fancy new 3d render of sonic it does look Uh good it does it does they really know how to make him look good aesthetically (laughs) 
<laughs> Vol- yeah, man, this is, it would probably be bad if he were a video game character. Oh, wait. <laughs> just ima- imagine that you look cooler than anyone in the world, but you are just textbook not cool. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, and I just real quick before we move on from that. Sorry about the sirens going by. I'm probably picking that up, but yeah, we're probably uh, burning Sonic too much right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sonic got some, is on got fire. Got some third degree burns. Being treated. Oh. Uh, yeah, they did. They did rattle off a bunch of new merch coming this year for Sonic, and I had to laugh at these totally iced out Sonic pendants uh, <laughs> from King Ice. Uh, John, I, I think you and I need matching Sonic and Tails uh, chains to wear. Uh, Just really, okay. really up our street cred, you know? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say it. Nintendo needs to buy Sega. And they oh. need to make a Sonic roller coaster in Nintendo World. And we're good. Wow. That'll be a fast one. Yeah. <laughs> Very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, you made, a, you made a beautiful segue there, John. Do you want to take the segue? Mm, what's the segue? <laughs> you, you, you mentioned Nintendo. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> it's like we have a plan or something and i yeah. and i don't know what it is no. uh in the nintendo section okay so we're moving on from from non-nintendo news into nintendo news yes uh and apparently every week there's there seems to be a new rumor around some new switch hardware switch pro probably mm-hmm. um this week is no different but now <laughs> according to mike it is more imminent than ever before Strap on your tinfoil hats, y'all. We're going to the leak zone. I'm not afraid to get hyped. It's the season for hype. <laughs> I don't care. I know I'll probably have my, my dreams crushed, but I can't help myself. E3 is right around the corner. And uh, historically, I will say, to my credit, Nintendo does typically put out some kind of Nintendo Direct ahead of E3. And the thought here is that if they were to do that, it would free up all of their developers to talk openly about the hardware and focus on their, you know, showing their games and not worrying about, okay, what, at what point today can I say the word Nintendo Switch Pro? Oh, okay. I could see that. Yeah. All right. I mean, okay. Okay. So you're okay, with me on. so far. With <laughs> me so far. All right. So Bloomberg who you know is like a, a business publication. Business. Uh, arguably doesn't have a lot of reasons to just like throw out blind hype and speculation, but they uh, they have historically been one of the first publications, maybe maybe to make investors feel confident about Nintendo. They're all they're one of the first to talk about, you know, Nintendo's planning this. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm comparing Bloomberg announcements to um, like Apple things too. Bloomberg is usually later to the party, but they're also usually right. Yeah, yeah, and so they and they've also been backed by a few historically uh, reliable, quote unquote, insiders, uh, in saying that a Switch hardware announcement for a Switch Pro, an upgraded Switch, is imminent. Like any day now. Any day. Well. Any day. They're would have been nice if it was right before our podcast. 
That that would have been very cool, John. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that happened right before we went live. There'd be a lot of I mean, there's already a lot of raised voices in this episode. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're saying it is going to go into manufacturing this summer and will be available as early as September. They're thinking September to October release frame. And a new Metroid coming. And this a new year. Metroid. Wait, what kind of Metroid? There's no way there. There's no way Metroid Prime Four is ready. I think they might be talking about Metroid Prime Four, John. I don't think they're. Uh, I. You know what? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> getting. I'm not getting my hopes up for this. There's no way that Metroid Prime Four is ready because they they even announced to the world that they were like, you know what? This was wasn't going according to plan. We're bringing back Retro Studios and we're starting over. There's yeah, no way. That- that, that they was could like, build an open world Metroid <laughs> 4, Metroid Prime 4 game in the time span that that happened. They could show it off, but there's no way it's going to come out in September. John, you're a father. You lose track of time now. That was years How? ago. That no. was years ago. That, that was, was like, like yesterday. Two year- no, that was like two years ago, John. It was like at the- least, it was like a week ago. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> No, sir. But you know what? That's fine. We'll we'll back away from Metroid for now and just focus on what Bloomberg and insiders are claiming the Switch Pro will be. They're saying similar size for the Switch unit itself, but with less bezel around the screen. Okay. A higher quality display. I think that's a safe bet. OLED. OLED, perhaps. Perhaps. Nintendo is always a little bit behind on display technology, but it could be to the point now where OLEDs are cost-effective enough i think they should be i imagine it's going to be oled i imagine it's going to still be 720p because they're like if they if they bump up the resolution they'd need a faster the beefier processor Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then both of those things would drain battery a lot more so i imagine like any resolution bumps are just going to be docked yeah yeah and you do run the risk of doing that thing where like the new version of your console has games that the old version can't play. That's not a mm. great thing to do. Uh, I think they did that once on the new 3DS, right? There was like a Xenoblade that was exclusive to the new 3DS. Was it exclusive or was it? Because I remember there were certain things that that little extra like nub, con- like the the control, the, the, the analog little, yeah. yeah, the C-stick nub. Uh, maybe. I don't remember now. Oh, we, yeah. Neither of us are big Xenoblade fans, but... Uh, Okay, so there's that. They're also saying upgraded dock with a, a built-in Ethernet port for better okay. online connection. Seems like a no-brainer. Okay. And 4K output using this technology. I think we talked about on an earlier episode about uh, a new chip that does AI-based uh, upscaling. Sounds great. Sounds great? All right. Here's, here's the best part, John. Oh, wait. Did you leave that? What's the best part? <laughs> An improved, quote, Microsoft Surface style kickstand. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know that kickstand is bad. That kickstand Everybody is knows so that bad. Kickstand. It's, it's a kickstand that doubles as an SD card cover. <laughs> How clever. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm needs... pretty sure 50% of the time oh. I set it down on the kickstand, it just falls right over. <laughs> oh, yeah. And sometimes that kickstand goes flying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm joking, but that I think is probably a necessary change. I so there you have you br- it. That, that sounds cool. I mean... 
I, we're all ready for a Switch Pro. I got a Switch Lite because uh, I liked the the more solid form factor. Like, I gave mm-hmm. up docking just because I found myself playing in hand, handheld more often anyway. Um, but there was something about the original Switch, and, like, I love the Switch. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to mm-hmm. be bashing the Switch. But Switch, like, placing those controllers in the, sl- in the side slots, uh-huh. magical, oh, yes, yeah. but... Yes. It's just a, it's just a little bit flimsy, little flimsy. I agree. I agree, which actually is why I don't think it was in the Bloomberg report, but some other insider is saying that it uses the same joy cons, hmm. which which I get from a parts perspective. But I think those the joy con really need to be made more substantial, make them feel more like the the stick and buttons on the on the pro controller, I say. Yeah, I mean, oh, this would have been a great opportunity to upgrade those because, mm-hmm. I mean, they've been having these drift problems. Two of my controllers have drift problems now. Oh, yeah, I've had to deal with it, too. That would have been a it's good terrible. time for them to be like, you know what? We're fixing the drift <laughs> and we're making them sturdier. I think they they have to have done that somehow, whether, whether it's actually changing the way the Joy-Cons are made moving forward yeah. or finding some kind of like hardware-based detection of that to try to mitigate it. I don't know. Hmm. But that, I mean, they've already, they've already like lost court cases and stuff because of that. I know. Uh, so I would imagine this would be a great opportunity to change that. I hope they do. I really do. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I am, I, mm, I very much disagree with your, with your Metroid for, Metroid Prime 4 <laughs> September prediction. I mean, I could look like a fool in September and be proven wrong. I hope I am, but I, I think I don't we, know. we're not even going to have to wait that long, John. E3 is in like, what, a week? I'm sure they'll show it at E3. Like, I do agree with you that it has been a while since they even talked about it. And I'm pretty sure they're going to show Metroid Prime 4. They have to show Breath of the Wild 2. Um, mm-hmm. But I still think the release date is, is far off for, for Metroid. Oh, I cannot wait. We have not we have not had a podcast for this magical pre and post E3 area. <laughs> so, wait, wait, when is E3? E3, what is I think it's June 12th or something. So two weeks, June 12th through 15 or 16th. OK, really? Yeah. 12th? 12th is a Saturday. I think. Hold on. <laughs> E3. Did Nintendo <laughs> announce their... Uh... Their date? E3 Nintendo begins. Uh, no, there there has not been an announcement from the Nintendo Direct, but E3 begins Saturday, June 12th. And okay. Tuesday, June 15th. Maybe we'll, we'll do a podcast right before and a podcast right after. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's, a, just, like, that's such a... Let's, let's do that. All right, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well... Uh, before we go, just quickly, th- speaking of things that get us excited, make John's us talk birthday. High pitch voices. Yeah, <laughs> John. John's birthday gets us excited. Yeah, <laughs> and not, I mean, just in general, but this year in particular. Why is that, John? Lego decided to do something for my birthday. Isn't they that are nice? starting. They're starting something called LegoCon. Ooh, and that sounds like a, just a wonderful idea because it does. I, I don't actually I I don't know much about it other than the little like one minute video that I saw about it. I wasn't sure if there's more released online, but it's on June 26th 
Yep. It starts around uh, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. time, I think. Yeah, I think so. And uh, they're going to have it's it's an all virtual event. So the first thing I thought of was like, oh, then next year, does that mean it's going to be in person? Because that'd be cool. Oh. Um, but it just sounds like a good time. They're going to have some Lego set announcements. They're going to have uh, some uh, some Q&A panels with some expert builders. They're going to have uh, I, some celebrities or some people coming I don't, I don't exactly know they, they even hinted <laughs> they hinted something like i don't know if they said this explicitly but they showed things from like lego movies like do you yeah. think they're gonna announce like a new lego movie uh i'd say it's a safe bet okay yeah i don't see why not i mean it it's been enough time since uh lego movie 2 wait did that come after batman or was batman after I can't remember. I can't remember. I think, no, right. Bat- Lego Batman was in between. Shoot. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> in any case, I feel like it's been enough time for them at least to be able to, you know, tease whatever's coming next. Lego Movie yeah. 3 is my bet, though. Uh, especially since Lego, you know, has been acquiring licenses faster than I think any company in the world. Uh, they're going to have a lot of stuff. I'm ready. I mean, the last Legos last year, like 2020 was a great year for Lego. I, I, most sets I've ever purchased from Lego by far. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, what better thing to do when you're trapped inside? That's true. Yeah. That that was, I, I will, I will admit that, you know, they, they and Nintendo, I think took advantage of the most. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. People trapped inside. It's true. It's true. In fact, I heard that Pokemon had a record year last year. Yeah, that too. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a billion dollar year for Pokemon, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, surprising and not surprising at the same time. Because again, Pikachu wins, right? Pikachu always wins. Yeah, Pikachu always I'm going to be really interested to see. They even they even had like a little logo for uh, Lego Mario. So I'm, I'm curious, like what kind of new Lego Mario sets are going to introduce? Yeah, I'm I'm actually really interested to see if they break form with the whole, you know, what we know now is Lego Super Mario, the whole play it yourself scanning thing. Yeah, obviously they they could keep making that forever and I'm sure it would do very well. But, you know, I I feel like you and me, John, are looking for a more traditional uh, Lego set that Mm. uh, takes place in the Mushroom Kingdom. I have a feeling that any Lego Mario set they make moving forward. Mm-hmm. will be compatible with the Lego Mario, like the Lego NES. Like there's a little thing at the yeah. end where you could put Mario on top and it like plays sounds based on what's on the screen. Yeah. yeah. Like I have a feeling that if they were to build some, you know, massive, uh, you know, Mushroom Kingdom castle set, there would mm-hmm. be little things that Mario could scan, but it wouldn't necessarily be meant to only be played as that larger level design thing. That's very smart, John. I think you just landed a job at Lego. Oh, really? Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Also, uh, John, am I am I just old? Do you know who this DJ Llama is? Um, I could be very, very wrong here. Uh, but I thought that DJ Llama was part of some other Lego set that they introduced. What, like they really? created a DJ. No. 
Maybe. They, I, I could very well deserve that no, because I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's possible. There are so many DJs nowadays that don't show us their real faces. Uh, you know, he would fit right in. Yeah. I don't know. But, we'll see. Yeah, there's going to be a performance from DJ Llama. There you have it. Lego Con. There we have it. And my kids just got home, and I gotta, I gotta jump out of the chair. All right. Well, John's gonna jump, and we're both gonna say goodbye. Thank you for for listening. <laughs>